Hey, everybody. Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Um, you've been warned. I hope you have seatbelts on whatever chair you happen to be sitting on. Um, much of that to do about my guest today, partner in crime. I'll explain in a second. But, oh boy, here we go. It's the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. These are the stories behind the stories. And today... We are traveling north, way north, up to the Canadian border town on the Minnesota side of War Road. And my partner in crime, Troy Connectel. Thank you. No, <laughs> it is all my life. No, it's natural. No, you've done pronounce the K. Thank gonna, you for having me. I'm going to paint the picture. Your hair is reaching for the stars right now. You've got this cool headset with a microphone. It's like two below zero and you have flip-flops on it's not two below zero all right it's two above there you go <laughs> troy is one of our talented um photojournalists uh the guy who makes the pictures and helps document stories and this past winter we heard about a little something going on up on the border and i had like half a sentence out of my mouth about it. And you're like, I'm in, I'm going. I was thinking about it. It was like a year ago. I, re- I was in North Dakota and I was driving. I was on a, a pheasant shoot and I was heading to the field and you called me up and I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's do that right now. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a blast. The story being this, Hockey Town, USA is officially Warroad, Minnesota, home of the Marvins, Marvin Windows, and TJ Lake Oshie. of the Woods, T.J. Oshie, Gigi Marvin, right? Mm-hmm. Hockey, 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 hockey. You drive there, and it, that's the, there's a giant billboard that says, Welcome to Hockey Town, USA, right? And there's a tinier one that says, Welcome to War Road, but the big one is, Welcome to Hockey Town, USA. Hey, do you know this is an outdoor story podcast, not NHL? Um, I, yeah, sure. When Troy's not documenting for the shows, he's standing in goal with... Modest-looking pads, watching pucks zip by them. Ooh, okay. But all except for your pucks, Bill. <laughs> I don't have pucks. I'm old. I'm a has-been. <laughs> uh, so this story pops up mid-COVID in Warroad. There's an ice trail up there. We go, oh, I wonder what an ice trail is. So you zip up there to document the story, and what did you find? It was I, it was a Friday afternoon when I got there, and you know I was just getting some B roll to town. I'd, I'd planned on shooting everything. The big day was Saturday when everybody kind of B roll. What's that's a little high tech. What is oh, B roll? Uh, everything that's not A roll. <laughs> I give up. No, I want to shoot uh, the town. I want to you know get the drone shot of the water like tower. Bang bang bang. I want to I want to shoot uh, basically take video document. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there is it. You drive right in and pass the. Hockey Town USA sign, and you cross over this bridge right over, you know, Lake of the Woods is on one side, and then the, the river just kind of goes off, and it's frozen, but it's uh, it's clean. Like, usually, you know, you see frozen body water in the wintertime, and there's snow on it, and it's, it's this is clean. You can see it's, it's a trail, and it just goes off into the distance, farther than I can see. And I, I circle back around, and there's a little pond there, and there's some kids playing, you know, pickup and everything, and... I just kind of mosey on down there. I start talking to people and 
I meet this woman and she actually, I mean, that's the other thing about War Road, Minnesota, and any small town in Minnesota, that the kindest people you'll, you'll ever meet. And I tell her what I'm there to do. And I, I heard about your ice trail and I'm going to shoot a little story and I'm going to basically kind of be on cloud nine for the next 36 hours. And uh, she was like, well, check it out. Take my, take my Ranger. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, of course. Just, just, uh, you know, Go keys work. are in it. And, uh, we got to take off, but, but just, uh, leave it right there. Leave the keys in the car and earn the Ranger and it'll be good. And so I'm like, okay. And I just hop out there and start driving down this, this trail. And it's closed at the, at this point, like they, they, you know, kind of have it where on the weekends they plow, and they brush this frozen river, and it became this two-mile-long uh, just skate path for everybody, for the entire town. I mean, it backs up to, you know, community and a lot of houses, and, you know, you see the, the cattails are still sticking out of the, the water, obviously, and, and, but it's all just frozen, and it's polished and clean, and it was unlike anything I had ever seen before. And that was the story we went to document, because what happened in that town, like, Every other dang town on this planet, everything shut down. So here in the middle of COVID, kids couldn't go into the arena, arenas, they've got two in War Road, to skate and play hockey. Well, they all skate outdoors anyhow, but one of the kids says, hey, Dad, can we clear a trail from our backyard rink to Johnny's backyard rink? Dad goes, sure, we'll try it. And pretty soon they start connecting more and more and more and more. It just cascaded. And that becomes this trail. And then it becomes this destination. People come in from all over North America to skate War Road's ice trail. Yeah. I mean, were, did you did you sense that? Was it 10 kids from town skating around? No, or was no. It, it was especially, I mean, the Saturday morning, you know, I'm, I'm out and about. And then, again, they wake up bright and early. They've got a plow attached to another ranger. And they actually got Polaris, I think, donated the brush. And they attached that to another ranger and so you've got the brush going to clear off or the plow going to clear off the trail from snow and it snowed a couple inches the night before and then you've got the brush to kind of polish it and make it you know just pretty pristine pretty perfect and it's it was amazing i saw i mean there was dads skating on it pulling sleds with their you know their kids behind them and and then they had you know kids i mean there was a hockey team that was there training or something you know they were all in their jerseys and they they're just kind of convoying down the down the trail. And I'm like, I can't possibly shoot all of this. It, it just kind of, like, it was crazy. But yeah, everybody was just out and about on a Saturday morning skating the trail. It was, it was the thing to do. It was the place to be. I don't want to sound too self-serving, but I know that hockey team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, <laughs> Small world, right? We're pointing we're looking I'm at the footage. I'm a youth coach yeah. in the Orno system, and it was our Orno Peewee team that happened to be up in War Road, I think, for one of the War Road tournaments, and that's part of the deal. Like everyone, we're, I'm coaching Pee Wees this year, and in two weeks, guess what? We go to War Road to play, and all the kids want to do besides swim in a pool when they're not playing hockey is go to that dang ice trail and skate it. So it's kind of funny that, you know, that was the, the kids team. I know are skating in your darn story. Yeah, that, well, and again, that was just kind of a, a you know, everything was, was happening. I was trying to like, my mind was going crazy with just everything I wanted to shoot, you know, but every, uh, every story you kind of have to pick and choose sometimes with, with, uh, what you want to get. Cause you know, we're not going to slow anybody down for anything. And so I it was, I had a couple of interviews that I wanted to shoot, some people I wanted to talk to for the story. And, and I was 
running around. Sorry, skating around. I did put skates on and and do goalies know how to skate? Uh, we're actually the best skaters on the ice. Yeah, I, I can tell. Mm-hmm. No, we uh, <laughs> we uh, more control than than anybody else. Not the fastest, but but definitely more can more control of our blades. Neat. Uh, but <laughs> no, we uh, I, I, again, I just families were there, kind of hanging out, and and again, it was not like I mean, this is February. In northern Minnesota, it's it's probably five. Of which you've never experienced. Before. Oh no, not at all. That was uh, you're the new guy. You've only been here what year and a half now? Two year years. In? Two years in January, Bill. Thank you. Yes. No way. I know. Coming from Colorado. Yes, I uh, I definitely experienced some cold weather in Colorado, but it was bitter. It was just <laughs> it was real real cold, but smiles all around you know people are just they're having a blast they're what i thought was really really cool was like i said the the trail goes from people's house from people's houses in this little kind of subsection community of the town all the way to the brewery and into the lake of the woods so that's what people would do is they would kind of hang out you know they're they're meeting up in their backyards like hey we're gonna throw our skates on we're gonna skid over the brewery and and have a beer and i mean it was just more than just exercise and and a cool thing to do in the wintertime. It was a way people were getting around town. You know, they, they kind of just was like, Hey, we got this little highway system and everybody knows how to skate. The very first person I saw on skates had was three years old. It was this little boy that was just, you know, stick in hand, just shuffled around. And what's weird is he scored on you too. Oh, I didn't have the pads <laughs> there, but he probably, he probably. Sorry, a little goalie humor. At, at this moment now, I wouldn't be surprised if he just had a missile of a shot. He's like four years old now. And, and I mean, that's, that, they're born on skates there. It's, it's, you hear about that. You hear about coming to the state of hockey. And, and I was very, very excited to move here and do that. And, you know, obviously things shut down and I didn't get to play a lot of hockey last year. So when this story particularly came along, I was like, that's, that's why I was so excited to, to do it, to see it and to see that community and, and just experience what a true Minnesota hockey town is. All right. So somebody's going to be listening to this and say, well, wait a second. Is this a hockey story or is this a Minnesota bound story? I mean, you want, it is a Minnesota bound story and I've had to be reminded of that several times when I was editing it because it could easily be a hockey story for me, but no, it's, it's, I think that, I think it's both. It's a, it's a town that has such a strong tie and passion to the game of hockey. I mean, what, 1800 people, right? Eight Olympians. It, that's, that's insane. You know, they, they throughout, I, I actually met one of the guys at Izzy's and he's this, this is is the local bar and grill yeah so with all the hockey lore hanging on the walls and, and the ceiling they do they've got a, a photograph of every single one of the olympic players and i i met one of them he played on uh the 1960 team this this older gentleman and i asked him if i could you know talk to him a little bit and he just kind of he's like no no talk to the kids and he was he was very very humble about everything but uh just just a cool cool place where you know like me hockey is kind of life and the fact that again you know you get life gives you lemons and you make lemonade that's exactly kind of what happened with the war on ice trail is it's like well we can't go and skate and have our our tournaments we can't do our games and we, we you know but it's not going to stop us we're still going to you know figure out a way to make this happen and through that resilience you got a, a beautiful gift for the community and for you know the state yep. and really just kind of shows off like hey 
you know, there's nobody better than, you know, Minnesota when it comes to skating and hockey and outdoor recreation, really. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about the changes they are making to it for this winter because it's freezing right now. But first, we need to pay a couple of bills. You are listening to the Minnesota Bound podcast, The Stories Behind the Stories. My guest today, Troy Connectel, photojournalist extraordinaire from Minnesota Bound. But I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. You know, up first, uh, I'd like to thank Thousand Hills Lifetime Grazed Beef. Um, we make careers talking about clean water, native habitat, and the best environmental practices here at Minnesota Bound. It is exactly why I love our sponsor, Thousand Hills Lifetime Grazed Beef. It is locally raised beef done differently. Let me explain. See, Thousand Hills uses what is called regenerative agriculture to raise cattle. Those beef cows, they graze in fields of wild grasses, and they move between different fields, different plots of grass. It is a sustainable ecosystem free of synthetic fertilizers and chemical herbicides. It is a system of agriculture that promotes clean water, natural grasses, and the end result? best beef you've tasted of course the shirk family we love grilling and smoking and we do it several times a week and now we cook using thousand hills lifetime grazed beef the boys look so forward to those meals between hockey games and practices it is beef raised the right way check out thousand hills lifetime grazed beef to understand regenerative agriculture and fall in love with thousand hills beef also we would like to thank the Minnesota Propane Association. Hi, I'm Laura Shera, and did you know that a propane gas furnace lifespan averages 20 years, while electric heat pumps only last 14 years? And propane furnaces work in all temperatures while delivering warm and consistent heat to your home. Why buy two heating systems when one propane furnace can do it all? It lasts longer, works better, and it costs less. These things and more are done with propane today. The right energy, right now. Okay. Photojournalist extraordinaire Troy Connectbill and I work together on lots of stories, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, great outdoor characters, conservation. But this winter story up in Warro just kind of grabbed your heart a little bit. I would say, I mean, I, I think that I am very, very fortunate to get to go on some, especially in the last year and a half, some really, really cool shoots shoot some really cool stories and and meet some great people. But that one, again, being so close to hockey myself and playing my whole life and, and being such a fan, I mean, I got to combine the two things I love. I got to combine photography and, and hockey. I mean, that I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It's going to be really hard to top that story. I mean, I'm going to look back and, and think about it for a long, long time. And just, I mean, I skated a river, Bill. I, 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 I skated two miles of, of river. And, That's kind of what we do here, Troy. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Uh-huh. We skate on lakes, too. Well, I skate on lakes. I've skated on lakes in Colorado, but, you know, there's, there's a few. Not 10,000, but there's, there's like a, a few of them. Yeah, like six. Yeah. And and I think they're called reservoirs. No, the ones, down, the ones in the mountains are lakes. You got Evergreen and you got Horse... Well, Horse Tooth is a reservoir, but... Uh, <laughs> No, it it's it was again just just a a really really cool, I mean amazing time. I'm gonna uh, just have fond memories of that forever. Well, you get to go back and do it again if oh. you want. That was kind of what we talked about. There are some changes coming this year. 
Um, They're extending it, right? It's going from two and a half miles to five miles. Yeah. Five miles. And to paint the picture a little bit, yes, War Road is this little border town. It's kind of flat. Um, it's on the edge of Lake of the Woods. There's a little downtown, and then you've got this meandering War Road River, which just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oxbows, they call them, right? It's going east, then it's going west, then it's going north, then it's going south. It just curls around and around and around. And they're going to like expand this thing because so many people, again, not just from Minnesota, but all over the country, are turning War Road into a dang destination in January. It's crazy. Which is, I mean, it is it is a little crazy to to think about that. Yeah. But no, there was there was a guy we talked to from New York who had come out there and I mean obviously all over I talked to a couple of ladies from the Twin Cities, talked to somebody from Bemidji, uh North Dakota, South Dakota. I mean, it's really nuts to think about that this this little town that's just, you know, known for for one kind of thing it became a winter winter hotspot, winter destination. Yep. And again, they they don't they have a it's it's the new there's a new hotel there too. And there is a buddy of mine who played hockey actually built it. That's that's it has rooms that are knee hockey rinks, yes. boards and crowds, so that the kids don't get kicked out of hotels for playing knee hockey in the hallways. Now they just say go to room four thirteen, and it's this little indoor arena. Well, I like what you were t- saying about just the, your your team that you coach. That you know now, you know you guys are going there for a tournament anyway, and it's not about you know kind of hanging out at the pool or the hotel or anything. No, we want to get outside and we're going to skate this river. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's twenty degrees or twenty eight below zero. Mm-hmm. People will still do it because oh, yeah. it's who we are. The very first thing I learned when I moved to Minnesota was somebody told me there's no bad weather. There's only poor clothing choices. Right. Yes, how does the, how does like the, flip-flops? I mean... Let me, let me paint another picture <sighs> as a wordsmith here. Mm-hmm. So Troy is a very talented goalie, and while I'm old, I still skate each week, and You're very kind. you've been skating with our crew. Call me talented, yeah. And afterwards, it's kind of a ritual that every once in a while you go out to the trucks and you have a beer to celebrate surviving another night of... Old man hockey. So we stand outside in this two-degree weather, and my buddy says, what's wrong with him? He's wearing flip-flops. And you're like, yeah, uh, you don't want to wear shoes after you play hockey. Not unless you have a dedicated pair of shoes you want to get all all smelly and stinky. I mean, no, that's just, you put the shoes on. Did you notice the arena had showers? They did. They're like blocked off though, so I've been a little skeptical about it i don't know when we're playing in plymouth they they don't even let us use the showers and so i'm like okay well i'll just hop over to the gym and use the shower there but no um the flip-flops are well they're just comfortable man and and yeah that's that's all i got got to say about that but i always 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 have an extra pair of socks in the hockey bag for when i uh when i need to put the skates on so that was that was part of the whole thing. I, I knew when I went up there, and I had a store to shoot, and I had some work to do, and I had a limited time to do it because winters, obviously, you're going to lose the sun a lot quicker. And I just, I really, really wanted this piece to be something special, and it is. And uh, the very end of it, though, I was like, nope, I need to take a few minutes, and I skated the whole thing, 
two miles up and back, and I felt like Stevie Weeks in Mystery Alaska, just opening shot. He's just skating the river, and I'm like, yep, yep, this is, this is an experience of a lifetime. It begs the question, why don't more communities do this? There are rivers all over. There are lakes all over Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, more people could do it, but I guess it just takes enough work and coordination and time and effort that, oh, maybe world's started something and there will be trails all over the place. Huh? Think about that. Think about, like, I know that Minnesota or Minneapolis has a, a very diverse bike trail system where you can you know go from one side of the city through to the St. Paul the other you know and hit all these different spots what if what if uh, a couple of small towns made it so you could just literally skate from town to town yep and again check out you know restaurant here you know some shops over here a couple of breweries again but well I don't want to give away the obvious but that's another story you and I are working on Lake Minnetonka has several communities you know in four corners of that dang lake and when when it freezes the right way mm-hmm. every fall or i can't say that but if the ice freezes and it's clean these families they hop out and they skate five miles over to Wyzetta to have breakfast and then skate back home or the parents go to excelsior to have dinner at manor like it's a different lifestyle but the problem is the window is so finite because the lake only freezes clear to skate the entire thing you know once every six years without getting snow and slush and all that stuff so right now it looks like we could have our opportunity here in the next week or two if we if this cold weather continues we'll see but the skates are in the car man they're they're always there ready goalie skates or hockey skates i wear hockey skates actually interesting yeah, I, I had some goalie skates when when I really got seriously into it. But at that point, my parents had bought me just regular skates because they wasn't they weren't sure if I was gonna like you know playing goalie. And when I was into it, I, they got me some goalie skates, and I was so used to the the regular ones that I was like, I, I don't like this. I can't this skate is, on these. This yeah. is weird. I'm 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 short, and I you know the the edge is all flat, and they're just yeah. So you know the big difference between goalie skates and hockey skates, right? It's the the blades. No. Goalies wear hockey skates and hockey players wear hockey skates. The protection. No. We'll keep working on it. You're not going to tell me. All right. Let's pay some more bills. You're listening to the Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the stories. Now you know what it sounds like when we sit in vehicles driving to a destination eight hours away. We're just (laughs) bickering like brothers and debating where we should eat lunch and all that stuff. (laughs) All right. Um, I would like to thank North Dakota Tourism, you know, one of our key partners. Um, Start planning your fall hunt in North Dakota at legendarynd.com. You know, North Dakota is home to more than 800,000 plots hunting acres. Plots, those are private lands that are open to public hunting. Landowners say, come on and hunt. And the plots guides, they show you exactly where all that land sits. You know, North Dakota's ringneck pheasant crowing counts are up 15% this year. And the state is also home to an estimated 2.9 million breeding ducks. It is an absolute outdoor oasis just waiting. Bag your limit this fall in North Dakota. Visit legendarynd.com. 
Also, we want to thank our good friends at StarBank. Hi there, Ron Shera here for StarBank. If you're putting your money into mega banks down the street, who knows where that money's being used? Bank locally. Keep your money local with a community bank that actually cares about you, your family, your business, and your goals. Check out the bank we use at Minnesota Bound. Try Minnesota's own StarBank. You can find them online at starbank.net. When you call StarBank, you actually hear a real living person answering the phone. StarBank has 10 convenient locations around Minnesota to serve you and all the mobile banking products that you need to manage your money. Check out all that StarBank has to offer at starbank.net. Finally, Connecticut. Do you know Connecticut? The Shirks love Connecticut water. We live in the country, and we have plenty of that ironclad well water. Well, we treat all of our water with the Connecticut Whole Home Water Treatment System. And we also use Connecticut's K5 drinking water systems. The boys love it. They will not go to soccer or hockey without filling their water bottles at home. And also, that white buildup you get around faucets, we've got none of that. The dishes are clean, and Katie loves what Connecticut Water does for both her hair and her skin. Call Connecticut like we did and look forward to clean, safe water. All right. Um, we've talked a lot about War Road's Ice Trail. Um, you can see that story. It is up on mnbound.com under episodes. It's also on YouTube. Um, and there are some other stories out there because people documented it last winter your advice if people hear this try and say oh we should go to war and check it out what do you tell them to do absolutely you have to it's a it's it's don't don't just go for you know a day and come back i, I spend the weekend there it's a cool spot it's there's a lot of uh cool little shops in the town again they got a brewery they got izzy's the hockey bar i mean if you're a fan and you can just go there and and i mean they play they play the high school games at this bar, you know that's that's what they do. They well, just, they don't actually play in the bar; they put them on TV. That's true. So you yes, can that's watch that's what I meant. That's what I meant. But uh, no, and and really, just just go experience it. Go go skate the river. Go be Stevie Weeks from Mystery Alaska. I'm telling you, like that. That's my my go to when I tell people this. The other thing that is amazing about those towns, I'm talking Baudet, Roseau, Thief, War Road. You go into local bars, and the hockey talk about high school stats is um, awe-inspiring. Somebody will be sitting at the bar and say, yeah, in 86, you know, Tommy Johnson had 43 assists that season. Somebody will go, no, no, that year he had 42, 42. And then they go to these books, and they start thumbing through, and they go, see, 42, 42. It was it was, you know, Dan Jenkins who had the 43 assists. And they go, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that game against. It's just amazing, the passion. So the fact that they have all these little backyard hockey rinks connected by this trail and that people are so passionate about sharing it makes sense to me. Go up, see Izzy's. You know, the little hockey statistic is every U.S. men's Olympic team that has ever won gold has had a player from Warroad on the team. Yeah. Right? That's kind of cool in itself. You know, Gigi. Mm -hmm. Gigi Marvin. Obviously of Marvin fame, the big family name up there, but she's an Olympian. She was, she represents the state of hockey, right? And that's 
her home turf. So that's a big story in that town. It's just, it represents so many of the things that we cherish here in the land of 10,000 frozen lakes and one river with an ice trail. What's your next assignment? You have any big winter shoots coming up this year you're looking forward to? Uh, apparently we're going winter camping. Ooh, that um, sounds intriguing. I'm What's gonna, that? I'm going to go sleep in an igloo. An uh, igloo? Uh, like an igloo cooler? No, it's a uh, Quincy, oh. I believe is what the, the official term is, where you, you build up a, you basically make a snow fort, yep. and you sleep in the snow fort and hope it doesn't cave in on you. <laughs> and Wow. <laughs> A fatalist. That's uh that's well I, I don't I don't think it would be fatal. I think it would just be probably the most uncomfort I've ever experienced in my life if, if a snow fort caved in on me in negative what'd you say, thirty degree weather? It's not going to cave in because you're gonna build it the right way. I will help teach you. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I have a very soft spot for winter camping. Always have. We do it safely, we do it efficiently, and I guarantee you, Troy, that by day two of the trip you're going to be out on some frozen lake off the grid walking around in a sweatshirt, and I'm going to look at you and say, see, it happened. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, what, what? It happened. You'll, you'll probably have flip-flops on at that point. Well, when that happens, you may say, I told you so. And I know you will. <laughs> I know you will, but you know, I just you were telling me about this the other day, and, and I'm like, I get called crazy because I'm like, I, I like to get little rubber discs fired at me at you know 80 90 miles an hour and i mean you're giving me a run for my money man that's just the 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 winter camping i i i more than curious more than anything i'm curious about just how all of this works and you know we've we've been in a teepee in montana shooting a story that was very cold but i mean yeah just uh just to kind of go out there and say I did all this will be will be very 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 interesting. I'm still I'm a little cold like right now thinking about it, but because you have flip flops on, yeah, it's but two below zero outside. That's not all right. It's two above. We're lucky to have you. Your stories are beautiful. You know how to shoot. You know how to edit, and you do it with passion. So thank you. Love having you on the team, and that is what Minnesota Bound is all about. All right, we're getting back to work. There you go. The story behind the story. Again, if you want to check out the War Road Ice Trail story, it is up on the Minnesota Bound um, YouTube page and also our website. Keep up the good work, T. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. I can't wait. I'd like to thank all the sponsors that make the Minnesota Bound podcast happen. The stories behind the stories presented by Connecticut Water Treatment Systems. The Shirk family uses Connecticut. You should too. Also, Thousand Hills Lifetime Grazed Beef. Tasty beef raised the right way. North Dakota Tourism. Plan your hunt at legendarynd.com. Star Bank. The bank we use at Ron Shara Productions. And the Minnesota Propane Association. Until next week, as we always say, don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Mm-hmm.